We all need a shot of encouragement to keep us going. A new beginning with Greg Laurie is sure to help in your journey of faith. Hear it twice daily. Details at vision.org.au. Audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. We're all running in some sort of race. It's called life. But God, God wants us to run in His race. It's a race worth running, a prize worth winning. It's hard, make no mistake, but it's worth it. It's called the Grace Race. Hi, I'm Bernie Diamond. Welcome again to the program as we take a look at the grace of God from a different perspective. Yesterday on the program, we looked at an apparent contradiction in what these Christians talk about. On the one hand, they tell us it's all about God's grace. Jesus died to pay the price. All we have to do is believe in that. Therefore, we're forgiven. Therefore, we have a new life and an eternal life. Okay, I can live with that. But then, then they tell us there's a race to be run. A race that has a prize at the end of it. And what that sounds like to me is the same old, same old. The same thing as all the other races we've been running all our lives to succeed. But that's not what it's about. Yesterday we looked at one single verse that the Apostle Paul wrote. Here it is, Ephesians chapter 2, verse 10. For we are what God has made us, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand to be our way of life. So God gives us not only a relationship, but a purpose. Not only a faith, but a life. I don't know about you, but as I said yesterday, I wouldn't be satisfied for too long being a spiritual couch potato. I want to do something with my faith. I want to tell people. I I want to love people. And to tell you the truth, doing those things over this last decade and a half, that's what's made my faith real. We are God's workmanship, unique, handcrafted by him for a purpose, some good things to do, good works to walk into, which God intends should be our new way of life. So not only if you and I believe in Jesus do we have an eternal future, but we have something that works here and now. We have something that we can throw ourselves into with all that we are, a race to run, a race that's not for us, it's for God, and yet... The paradox is it brings us the deepest sense of satisfaction, a race that's custom made for who we are, a perfect fit between who we are and what we're called to do, and it doesn't get any better than that. And today, I want to talk about that very race. You know what I call it? I call it the grace race, because there are a couple of things that we need to know about it. If we're going to make sense of it, enjoy it, live in it and get fulfilment out of it. The Apostle Paul talks a couple of times about this race. The first one we're going to look at is one we've looked at earlier this week. It's in Philippians chapter 3 verse 10. This is what he writes. I want to know Christ and the power of his resurrection and the sharing of his sufferings and becoming like him in his death. Hmm. If somehow I may attain the resurrection from the dead. Not that I've already obtained this, or I've already reached this goal, but I press on to make it my own, because Christ Jesus has made me his own. Beloved, I do not consider that I have yet made it my own, but this one thing I do, 
forgetting what lies behind and straining forward to what lies ahead, I press on toward the goal for the prize of the heavenly call of God in Christ Jesus. The old Paul's a pretty focused sort of guy. And what he's saying here is a few things. Firstly, he's talking about the prize. He's bringing the prize, the end game, into sharp focus. He's beginning with the end in mind. And he is running this race for his eternal life. Yes, by faith, he has it. But he's going to live his life as though he has it. So many people think, well, yeah, I believe in Jesus and they drift along through life and they never do anything much with it. I don't know what your race looks like. I don't know what God has called you to do and made you to do, but my hunch is you do. You know what you're good at. You know what flicks your switch. You know what you enjoy doing. And Paul's saying to us, get focused and get on and do it. The second thing that Paul's saying here, and it's the flip side of this same coin, is that he strains forward to what lies ahead by forgetting what lies behind. For so many people, the past is like lead in their saddlebags. So many people let the past ruin their present and rob them of the future. Can I tell you that again? So many people let the past ruin their present and rob them of their future. Well, you don't understand, I did this and I'm not that and I've got a message for you today. Get over it. It's time to move on. Forgetting what lies behind. You know why you can forget if you believe in Jesus? Because when we believe in Jesus, he forgives us. God has forgotten too. In Psalm 113, this is what it says. For as the heavens are high above the earth, so great is the steadfast love of God towards those who fear him. As far as the east is from the west, so far has he removed our transgressions from us. Do you get it? God has forgotten them and we should forget them. It's time to move on. Paul persecuted the church. He had them dragged into prison and beaten before he met Jesus. If he, at this point, didn't forget his past, he could never have moved on to the future that God had planned for him. Paul's saying, get on with it. Come on, you're handcrafted to do some good things. That's what he says in Ephesians chapter 2, verse 10. Literally to walk into the good works that God prepared beforehand for us to do. And the reason God forgives us first is so we can leave the past behind, ditch the lead in our saddlebags and get on with the glorious thing that God has for us ahead. That's what his forgiveness is all about. There's a wonderful race to be run here. Are you ready? Wow. Now, the second passage from Paul about this race, have a listen. 1 Corinthians chapter 9, beginning at verse 24. Here's what he says. Do you not know that in a race the runners all compete, but only one receives the prize? Run in such a way that you may win it. Athletes exercise self-control in all things. They do it to receive a perishable wreath, but we an imperishable one. So I do not run aimlessly, nor do I box as though beating the air, but I punish my body and enslave it, so that after proclaiming to others, I myself should not be disqualified. And Paul's saying here, get focused, run with a purpose. Your body's not going to like this. Do you think that athletes like getting up at 4am in the morning and heading down to the athletics track or the swimming pool? Do you think their bodies enjoy it when they push through that pain barrier? No, but they do it anyway. They do it with a purpose. They do it to win the prize. Paul approaches the race that God has set before him in the same way. His race was planting churches across the known world 2,000 years ago. 
his race was writing almost half of the New Testament for you and me. That was his race. My race was doing what I'm doing now. I've been so influenced by God through Paul. See, so many times when you're in God's race, you get dejected and you want to give up. So many times. But then so many times I hear God speaking to me through Paul saying, just keep going. There is a race to be run. For me, there are so many people who need to hear the good news of Jesus Christ. I'm always going forward into that. I'm always straining forward into what God's called me to do. That's clearly my purpose. That's what God is calling me to do. Paul says, look, some boxes sort of flail aimlessly in the air, but not me. I'm punching to hit the target. Now, back then, there were no boxing gloves in those days. They had hard leather gloves with bone and metal studs. He is using brutal language. Our body, our flesh wants to rest and have luxury, but listen to me. God's calling us to run a race for his glory, a race for his glory focused. What race are you running in? What are you doing with your life? Before we go, I'd just like to remind you that if you have a prayer need, we would love to pray for you. Listen, the only sort of prayer that the Bible teaches about is the sort that has powerful results. Just let that sink in. The only sort of prayer the Bible teaches about is the sort that has powerful results. So if you'd like us to pray with you, in fact, if you'd like our whole prayer community to pray with you, stop by online at powerfulprayer.org to share your prayer request. It's completely confidential. Your name won't be displayed. And in fact, while you're there, perhaps you could pray for one or two others and leave them an encouraging word. The Bible says that the prayer of the righteous is powerful and effective. So let us pray for you and with you. And let's just see what God does, how he intervenes, how he chooses to bless you. That web address again is powerfulprayer.org. I'm Bernie Diamond. Catch you again same time Monday with a different perspective. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.